0: This is the iFanboy Pick of the League Podcast, episode 562, brought to you by Geek Fuel and iFanboy listeners just like you. Blue moon, blue moon, blue moon, keep shining bright, blue moon, keep on shining bright, she gonna bring me back Come on my baby tonight, blue moon, keep shining bright, I say blue moon, I've got lucky to keep on shining I don't know what that's going let me do. Hello, welcome to the Fanboy Pick a Loop Podcast, episode 562. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Ron Richards. You know, just like Elvis. <laughs> just like him. Exactly. Unmistakably the same. We are a fanboy, and just like Elvis, we like comics. We read a bunch of comics. One of us <laughs> picks their favorite <laughs> book. We call it the pick of the week. <laughs> we'll talk about that book, other books. We'll talk about some other stuff. And just like Elvis will read your listener mail, it'll be fun. Spoiler warning: It's a review show. There'll be some spoilers. Exercise some caution. Ron, you had the pick of the week. What people don't realize is that Elvis Presley was a
1: huge comic book fan. <laughs> you know, he, I don't know if that's true or not.
0: It, it totally could be. It totally it could, could be. be. In this and new I world, feel... who cares what's true or not? Let's just talk and about Elvis and his comic fandom.
1: And he's a he's a fan of the Flash. He loves the Justice League. He's a big Silver Age guy. What did he feel about Can- Mark Miller? He loves Kaniger. Uh,
2: so, I just, but I just, I just want to point out that we don't understand either.
1: Listeners. <laughs> you're I wondering li- what's going on. Did I miss something? You haven't. I would like to think Mark Miller is a fan of Elvis as well. But uh, well, no, we knows Scott this Snyder is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: and uh, Star- and Top Shelf.
1: And, and Greg, Greg Capullo drew this book, and there's your kind of there's your uh, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. There you go. Right. So Reborn number two was pick of the week this week, uh, written by Mark Miller with art by Greg Capullo, and we had talked favorably about the first issue when it came out. And if you had missed that first issue, this is the series that seems to be mostly fantasy, uh, fantasy tale by Miller and Capullo, continuing the lighter side of Mark Miller that we're seeing in his later years of his career as uh, in the first issue we got introduced to our main character as she we see her entire life to the point where she dies and then she finds out she is reborn in this vast world of fantasy and she meets her father who's a warrior and we find out that she is the warrior that this land has been waiting for she's going to help liberate them from the evil in this world which is cool and a great a great premise for the book but then the second issue the second issue got to me uh, and, and and we're gonna get a little personal, and was I'd like to, uh, Was it the dog? It, it was, was it the dog? It Was the dog? It was the dog. It was. Really? Yes. <laughs> you don't. Anyway. So so we we find out a little more about what this world is as her father introduces to introduces it to her, and he explains that it's you know ten times the shape of Earth, and that basically this is where you go after you die, and basically good people go. To, to Adstria, Adstria, the town where they are, and then the Darklands are where bad people go, and there's a d- direct correlation between how you behave in our world on Earth to where you end up in this world after you die. And furthermore, everyone you know is there somewhere. And while many of them are in um, are in Edistria, Edistria, I can't say that word. I, I just want to. I'm looking at the letters, and I'm just like, you yeah. talking, Ron. A D Y S T R A. Edistria, Edistria, While there are a lot of people in Edistria, um, the world is so vast that it's not guaranteed that everyone you know will be there to greet you. Like, hey, in this where's book.
0: Bob? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen <laughs> in it. In fact, in fact, uh, her father's uh, mother, he still hasn't found her. No, no, her no, husband no, no, no. Be, Her husband might be. No, brother, uh, no, no, no. Her brother.
0: Her father, right? I'm sorry. No, no. Her mother, her her father's wife.
1: Yes, her her mother, her father's wife. Her mother has not been found yet. Her husband has not been found. There's still other people out there. So there's this idea of this vast adventure waiting for them to find your loved ones. Do
0: either of you think that her husband's going to be in the Darklands?
1: I just, you know, it hadn't occurred to me that those
0: characters that they keep mentioning might show up. (laughs) Yeah. You know what else? I think the Darklands probably way more fun.
1: (laughs) I mean, music. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All the artists. (laughs) Yeah. All the fun people – I mean we had a, we had a, another book this week, Doctor Strange, which also dealt with the uh, the afterworld yeah. and how much more fun the, the hell portion of it is because that's where all the musicians and artists are. But, uh, right. Yeah, that's but a good point. Interesting theme going on here.
1: But so the, the what got me in this book is – and those of you who know me know that uh, I, I, I do not like the animals. Um, I'm not a big fan of pets. That is not true. I'm not a big fan of dogs and cats. Well, I'm not not a big fan of cats, period. They're just Satan's spawn army.
2: Half the audience has just turned on you like you declared a political allegiance now. I don't care. You know, Um, just like Elvis.
1: Just like Elvis. (laughs) But but, uh, I have a hard time with pets. And like Connor pointed out, that is not true at all. In fact, I do like dogs. But my problem is is that they, they, they their their lifespan does not match ours and the the end of a pet's life is, is one of the most horrible things I've ever experienced. And so I don't want to experience it. But so you're this, like Scrooge. Yes. You're
2: not you don't actually not like pets. You're just <laughs> he likes them
1: so out.
0: much that he's blocked it out. Yes. It just or
1: hurts too, it just hurts just too, much. too much. It hurts. Yeah. It just yeah. So um but in this book, uh, her father is walking around with what what is very close to Battle Cat from yes, He Man, yes. a, a a dog with a saddle and armor. Different. It looks <laughs> yeah. like a battle cat, but it's a dog. But it's a dog. <laughs> and he reveals that in fact this is her old pet, Roy Boy. <laughs> and we get a little a little flashback to her playing with the little puppy dog. And and she's very happy because her pet is back and he still smells the same. And at that point I started crying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Smell, huh? <laughs> uh,
0: well, just everything. No, just- I, I-
1: yeah. 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 And so, you know, and, and so it was that I didn't think this is going to go in this direction. <laughs> no, neither did I. <laughs> um, but so it was that combined with um, the added details about this world. Later in the book, they go to find someone, someone who might be able to help them find her husband, who turns out to be her old childhood friend, who in Earth was a very devout religious person and when she arrived in this afterlife to find out that there was no god and was no jesus she became very sour and doesn't care about people which i was like wow that's actually a yes a plausible like yeah it's like she's like why did i spend my whole life being a good person when it didn't matter and you get the you know and so now she lives in a a palace on top of a tree and and has power but will not help um, her old friend uh, even you know despite uh, being reunited and she's also very large i don't know how she got very large very tall not
0: fat but uh <laughs> <laughs> but
2: so those two cover it.
1: She's she's like, a, a giant, a giant. Yeah, she's yeah. a giant. Yeah, exactly. Not like she's seven
0: uh, foot two inches. She's yeah. the she's size of cool. a small building.
1: Yeah. And so I really, really, really like the, the the rules that Miller is setting up in this world. And then combined with just the ridiculous amount of art awesomeness that Capullo and Inker Jonathan Glapion and colorist uh, FCO Placencia put into this. I mean, this is just the world to completely get lost in. And then, you know, it ends on a bit of a dour note as we go to the Darklands and uh, we find out, you know, we, we f- find the people plotting against the
0: Edstrarians. And um, one of them is her former cat, who is evil. <laughs> what is the lesson here? Don't spay and new to your pets because they'll, yeah, a, they'll it, take that to the afterlife and form an army against you because you cut their testicles. The cats off. will. Yeah, exactly. The dogs the cats. are cool. The dogs are like, whatever
2: it is you say, <laughs> I'm fine with that,
0: nope, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this so, book is awesome yeah right I love this book This, I mean you're right this is Miller continues his run of creating really interesting worlds to explore he's had this string for the last couple of years this is fun and the characters are interesting and the, the little it's the little details I mean it's not revolutionary concept you know it's even sort of biblical but it's the little details he puts in that make it interesting and the art is just you know Capullo it, was able to shine on Batman but here he really gets to go nuts because this isn't a quote-unquote real world, so you've got giant tree palaces and battle cat dogs and samurai warriors and... I mean, he gets to just go crazy in this book, and it's it's really really good. I yeah, love it.
1: and it and it's the kind of thing where it's like it's it's so vast and so wide in its scope that yes, you know, like the this main thrust is is the main character trying to find her husband, but then you've got the the battle between the the good people in the darklands, but then you get the sense that he can build he can revisit this world and tell stories in it for time to come, and. It, you know it's really compelling and i like how it's taking the little connection to, between how you live your life now and then the 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 ramifications in this afterlife in ways that i that are very clever to be honest you know like the you know the idea that pe- you know everyone is the, this this beefed up version of themselves and there's some a, there's some direct through line to how you beha- behaved on earth uh, is just really creative and just and, and clever i mean miller he's a clever guy
0: do you think her so. dad plays in a metal band in industria with a, with a mustache like that, I hope so. Yeah. Peace. Uh, <laughs> Josh isn't talking, so I assume he doesn't enjoy this book as much. I, I haven't had a chance to, because you guys won't shut up. <laughs> we'll die, 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 like Elvis. Just like Elvis. Um, and
2: <laughs> I, I really have to go ahead. Like, we don't know what this is either. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, uh, I Because I, I just don't want people to feel left out. We all feel left out.
0: Right, right before you know, the show like, started Ron made it made a... Don't explain it. I'm just saying we it just came up right before the show and I don't know what's happening. Yeah.
2: Okay. I I like this issue more than I like the last one. I think it's really interesting. I have thoughts about it. They're not necessarily criticisms. It doesn't I know we say this about a lot of his books. It doesn't feel like Mark Miller at all. Right. It, at all. It almost feels like there's almost elements of like saga in this. Yep. And like you've taken this alternate sort of world and then made it Actually, very familiar. A
0: little Kirk Buseek,
1: too. Yeah, I think it's a little, a little Kirk Buseek, a little. I Mark mean, Wade. I'll go. I mean, because because of the fa- a little Wade, a little, a little um, uh, Ringo
2: Dizago. Yeah. Tell us. Well, which brings me to to another. I don't know that Greg Capullo is the right choice for this. Whoa! Interesting.
0: Whoa! Wow. Think- Controversy.
2: I think wow. his storytelling is very good. His, you know, all his care- I don't really like the design of everything. It Ooh. makes me kind of not believe it. Like I, I, I was reading this thinking, what an awful afterlife. I don't, I don't want to be like you died. You did a great job in life. Now you have to lead an army with a sword. Well, like, you
1: don't have because, to. Just she does. You don't have to. Ever, so yeah. Other people yeah. just running shops an and stuff. Yeah, it looks. it looks like it looks like the friend that's from Philadelphia is just like, oh hey, you know, I'm just here, you know. So no, I know, and
0: it's
2: weird that like, and I, there's going to be some explanation, but it's weird that like. Everyone she knows is the bigwig now. For some reason, it's just this lady. Well,
0: this is yeah. her family? She, it's like being so, born into so, a royal family. This
2: is all happening in her head during her stroke or whatever. This is like the last episode of. Elsewhere. Oh,
0: so you
1: th- you think this is a this is a fa- this is this is the this is the moment before she dies? You think this is a dream?
2: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but like it's weird. It's really weird. So I think that's the part of me that that I can't sort of get a grasp on. And I'm going to say this about a book we're talking about later, but this really is. It's funny. It's one of those, oh, this is what you're supposed to do with a comic book. Right. In, in terms of, like, just make it wacky and out there. And it's funny because so many of Miller's other properties do lend themselves very well to a, a high-concept pitch in a movie or whatever. This would be a weird movie. Like, I don't I, know that this would be an easy one to sell.
0: I don't know. I could – I, well, I mean, yeah, it, you could totally. Do. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fair – I know
2: movie, you I mean. could, but it's not as straightforward as the others, and it, it, there's a leap of imagination. Like, it's just a little odd. Yeah, it's a little yeah. wacky. Um, I mean the,
1: the well, and Miller's a little wacky, but it definitely has more echoes of '80s esque kind of fantasy, you know, um, never-ending story kind yeah. of. Although it's more children'sy, but yeah, but that that idea of it. So it's like I, it's I, really I, interesting. It's compelling. I'm I'm not
2: going to not read it. Like I I I'm curious where it goes. What is this? Four issues, six issues, something like that. Who knows? Yeah, I'll his normal
1: right his normal's right, yeah. is like five. Yeah. And so. listen,
2: under no circumstances would it be a wise economic move to not have Greg Capullo on this book. But for me, I, I kept thinking if it was somebody else. I mean, even if if you had done this with Imminent instead of that other book, I think it would be
1: interesting. You be know, over. I think I think I, I think you might be right. It might not make a good movie, but it probably would make a great HBO series. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> or an AMC that's, series. That's a real
2: that's a real stretch to make about a comic oh, book property. Oh, this is this is six yeah, issues. I know.
0: I'm looking it up. Six issues.
2: Yeah, it's six. Yeah. So, like I, I I like it. I I think all the things that you said were true. I, I don't know that I've quite connected to it. I did think that. This issue for me seemed very different than the last one because it was like here we are, and I've been feeling like that a lot lately. The first issue is like this one thing; it doesn't tell you anything, and the second one goes, "Okay, here's how it actually is." I feel
1: like that's well, what that's because because I feel like a lot of these high level, high end concepts uh-huh. are yeah, are requiring more than what twenty to twenty two pages can a lot allow for. Uh-huh. That said, if 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 we can segue to the next book on the rundown, I, I would give James Robinson credit for utilizing a first issue near flawlessly in terms of a storytelling point of pulling you in and then leaving you at a point of wanting to read the next issue um and that was with grand passion number one a uh, new book that came out from dynamite um as james robinson along with artist tom feister uh, did either of you guys read this or no 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 okay well what grabbed me about this was this was a a new romance series from james robinson is it's it like, an actual uh-huh.
0: romance comic or is it like uh, Well,
1: yeah. Well, I, and I was all for for fucking Millie the Model and like I wanted a romance, right? I wanted a young romance. Is there romance, a demon right?
0: is there some no, sort no, of there's no fantasy demon. element? There's a superhero. But,
1: but basically what happens is is that it it, it and at first I, it was funny that I wish I I wish I could plot the emotional story arc of me reading this issue because because <laughs> Did I started on this one too. No, I didn't cry, but I started off really high because I was like, "Wow, James Robinson's doing a romance comic! Awesome!" Because like, he's a romantic dude, and so um, and so I start reading it, and it starts telling the story of this couple who are, you know, classic Bonnie and Clyde, you you know, true romance trope. You know, which coming off of last week, Josh, after reading Violent Love, I was like, oh, come on. You know, like you've sure. got you know, these characters of Steve and Mabel who are making a name for themselves by going from city to city in the Midwest, dressing up in different disguises and robbing banks. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to read a fucking romance about a couple that robs banks. Right. But then at the same time, there's a parallel story of a new sheriff in this town in Illinois or Indiana or whatever. And uh, I forget his name. His name is Mac or something like that. I don't know. So – and what happens is that it's parallel telling their story of this couple that's doing the robberies and this cop who is uh, McNamara. That's the guy's name. That's his last name. And mm-hmm. then and then um, at the end of the book, their paths converge as this new cop and his partner are at lunch. And at the same time, the couple pulls into town to rob a bank. And so the two sheriffs come out. of the, They hear gunshots. They go out of the bank, and they see the two robbers. And the woman of the bank robbing couple and the cop make eye contact and it's love at first sight. Hmm. And then, of course, the bank robbery partner gets shot and now she's on the run. But turns out he's McNamara's is the one who shot her partner. And that even though she's clearly in love with the guy, there's a code. And now she's got to kill him because he killed her partner. And that and that's how it ends. And that's and that's where the story goes. And by the end of the book, I was like, oh, I am in on this because this is great. It was contained. It set it up and introduced you to the characters and gave you the the conflict or gave you where the thrust of the story right by the last issue and uh, right, right by the last uh, last page. And with the last page, I can't wait for the next issue, which is how it's done. Hmm. I, you guys should check this out. I, thought, I was hoping I was hoping you seeing it on the rundown. I, would, make, I, would. I did, but I didn't have time yeah. for that. Yeah. OK. That said, uh, Tom Feister. What do I know him I, from? I don't know. Uh, look it up while I'm talking. But uh, I don't know if he's an artist on James Robinson's level, if that makes sense.
0: Well, that's the dynamite problem. And that's yeah, why I often exactly. end up not reading their books is because uh, – yeah.
1: But I gave it a chance because I liked – the mix of James Robinson doing romance would be great. There's a couple of very complicated pages in here with lots of panels. And I I give him credit for – trying, but I, I just wonder if, you know, I wonder how this book could have been better with somebody with more experience, you know? Um, not to say Tom is bad. I mean, there are a couple of couple of panels, a couple of pages. He's older than us. It's not, but Networking. it's not even,
0: it's not, I don't know if it's an experience thing. I think it's just sort of a dynamite style thing. Yeah, yeah. He
1: he worked on X Machina.
0: Did he? As an
1: inker? I think so, yeah. Because uh, it's funny you say that, because I was like, you know, I could see Tony Harris drawing this,
0: but... He had to been an anchor yeah he's like he's listed as an anchor if you go to his comic book db page he's an, he was an anchor yeah. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah that's why i knew that i knew i knew the name yeah like, well yeah but anyway it was it was compelling and really interesting and i like the idea of jane Robinson doing romance i wish it was a little more nice romance instead of violence related but uh but yeah it was interesting
0: is this first segment gonna be the segment where everybody talks solo about their books that nobody else read
2: it might We're be. here, so, but we it get to be. listen to Ron for Okay, well, we minutes. Let's
0: mix
1: it up. Let's, let's hear from Josh then next. Let's, let's swap it. Okay, so you guys know that I was a big fan
2: of the Lucifer comic book series back in the day.
0: And the or TV that, show, right? I've never watched
2: the TV show. I believe you
0: called that book your favorite book at the time when it was out.
2: Probably. That sounds about right. It was one of those long ones that get, you get into it, you know, like a, like a novel that you're reading over five years or something. Or like, like
0: Elvis. That.
1: Just like Elvis. Um <laughs> What I like is that I introduced it, and you guys are running away with it. Oh, that's how it usually goes.
2: It's very difficult to not say it after all of the sentences. (laughs) Like Elvis would have. (laughs) He'd go, he'd go, just like me, man. Um, (laughs) You know, like Elvis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lucifer. Lucifer.
2: Right. So when they brought it back at, I don't even, is it even vertigo? Uh, When they brought it back, I was notably cynical. Uh, because I don't know who Holly Black is. I know who Lee Garbett is, and I know that he likes Jaws, so I like that. Mm-hmm. But I tried the first one. I was like, that was actually pretty good. And then as I'm going through it, it kind of feels like old times. You have oh, mentioned, yeah. mentioned
0: before how you've enjoyed...
2: Yeah, and, and so now I'm at the point where... Uh, the reason i bring bringing it up, this is issue 12. I was like, oh, this has been around a year. Now when it shows up, I genuinely am, I get excited. I'm like, oh, awesome. It's a Lucifer week. Because it really does have that feel... And reverence, you know, sort of, there's, I don't know how to explain it, but a lot of times when some when there's a really great property and then somebody comes along 10 years later because they're going to do their take on it, it doesn't work. Because I tend to think of Lucifer as a thing that really, I relate to Mike Carey and how he wrote it and, and whatever, and this is, like, it's reverent of that, but it, it 100% works, like, the the characters have all advanced during that time, you know, and it, and it all fits. the The artwork completely fits sort of, the aesthetic that 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 book had, um, which was mostly Peter Gross and Ryan Kelly, back uh, in the in the first run, uh, and you know like it 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 feels like it's doing its own thing, but it's absolutely cognizant of what Mike Carey did and what that tone is and what it should be, um, and you know like they they went back home again uh, and it works really well. So yes, yeah, it's one of the books that I'm really like, wow, this is this is great. So obviously, I think it'll get canceled anytime now. But if the TV <laughs> show doesn't, we should be good to go. <laughs> it's really good. They're doing the same thing where it's—it would be so easy to take this Lucifer character, go, "Oh, he's evil," but that's not what it is. They ride this line about what it is, as opposed in opposition of the light or the, you know, the Silver City or you know, heaven as they call it in the books. Um, He can't be evil if he's fighting crime on TV. Again, I'm not dot 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 like Elvis. Right, right. (laughs) I, I don't even know what to do with that. I don't know. It was a bad show they did this week. They kept saying this thing that I guess was funny to them. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm going to keep listening if this is the kind of crap that we're going to expect.
1: Slam! <laughs> Slam. Uh, so this is from Boom uh, Studios, specifically their Boombox imprint, which I just have to say, I, 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 the, 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 just put it out. Just put it out in a boom. Don't, all the imprints are just nonsense in my sense. I don't know. But this is a book written by Pamela Ribbon with art by Veronica Fish. And uh, this is about uh, roller derby. And I, I you know great little indie comic that you know, and when I was working an image, you know we had a lot of conversations, and I, and I talked a lot about kind of comics that that are about specific interests, um, you know, whether like how I would love to see like a baseball of a comic about baseball or, a co- you know, like this idea of the people who are in this world of the sub or, you know, kind of subculture of a sport or a hobby or something like that. And the right and wrong way to do it, there's the very clinical kind of wrong way of doing it where you explain what it is in the comic. Uh, which is no fun, but the right way to do it is to, you know, kind of tell stories of people within the context of this is what we do. And Pamela ribbon came up with a great, you know, like you really feel as if you are on the roller derby team after reading this, it was just a lot of fun. If you're, you know, I imagine it's perfect for fans of roller derby, but even if you have a, any sense of awareness of what roller derby is, you know, women on roller skates bashing into each other. And I know it's much more than that. I, I, I dated a roller derbyist. Is Is that their preferred nomenclature? I don't know, but roller I derbyist, Roll, roller, roller derby girl. But it was, uh, you know, this is, you know, this tells the story of two girls who join the roller derby team. You see them get kind of recruited. They're coming from two different kind of places in the world, and they meet, you know, they meet each other. They become friends. They go through the whole kind of training, and then it ends with them getting drafted onto two different teams and how they're gonna and how they're gonna deal with that. Um, but it was just a fun indie book. I mean, as as what these boombox books are, you know, kind of a you know, th- th- you know, this reminds me of the books that were out in the mid 2000s or so that were like a burgeoning indie scene that is kind of nearly gone now. But it's nice to see that kind of still kicking around. Um, and this is fun. This is just a, you know, like it's just a fun, very, very specific topic, but but still entertaining. So I want
2: to I want to go ahead and make sure the audience recognizes that Ron, uh, when it was his pick, really went and did his due diligence here. <laughs> I did. Tried some new things. You I went really out there. Did. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm know. not. Being, I, like yeah. that's what happens. Like sometimes you're like, I can't talk about these other
0: books again.
1: Well, that,
2: that's and why it's funny try, because you know, I wouldn't have read this one because I would have been like, I don't want to read it. Well, Raider.
0: Josh, you didn't live in San Francisco, so of course you wouldn't read this book. I, that's true. You know yeah, that's I, a good point. I did. I did. Well, it's funny. Ironically, I did. It's, uh, not, the, like I, I,
2: it's not like I'm looking for books about moose hunting.
0: Right. My, <laughs>
1: But ironically, the, oh, nope. the 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 roller derby girl I dated was in Connecticut, so that wasn't even in San Francisco. But I have seen more roller derby in San Francisco than on the East Coast. Yeah. It's, like That's...
2: it's pretty hard to not see roller derby in San Francisco. I've only been there a lot, and I feel a little, and I, and I feel like, like, oh, there's roller derby. It was like when you couldn't not see people playing Pokemon for like that six weeks when that was a thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny is that is that actually like, and you're right. Like, as I, I mean, it's funny because if you're looking at this, the rundown of this week, you know, we're not talking about any Marvel or DC in this top in the in the top half of the show. Um, Lucifer, and I don't Lucifer, know. Lucifer. Right. Well, yeah, but Lucifer's I'm like DC. super s- superhero. Okay. Fine. But you let's, know? Let's, yeah. let's not. Come on. That's fair. No, it's fair. I'll I'll allow it. But um, well,
2: he also just called this boom book an indie book. It is. Well, an Boom boom's indie. It's a boom book. Yeah. yeah it's boom. Independent. Well, come on. They have <laughs> a CEO. So Anybody, you can, you know, anyone, anyone can declare themselves CEO. But then there's, but then there's CEOs and there's CEOs.
1: Anyway, what grabbed me about this, as I'm looking for a book, they have to, an you know, Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm looking for a book, you know, as I'm doing my due diligence for the pick of the week, it was the cover that got me. The cover was, you know, pink and green and yellow, very like the cover. You can't really tell it's about roller derby from the cover, but it just seemed very. So you I opened mean, it, like, ah, oh,
2: crap! This is about roller. Fine, I'm already reading it. Whatever. <laughs> no. I was expecting more pink and green. That's what I want out of my comic book. God damn it! You know this isn't bad.
1: <laughs> anyway, so check it out. It's worth a, worth a look. Uh, I like I like seeing different things in the in the market. So there you go.
0: <laughs> Briggs Land Number Four. And am I the only one reading this?
1: No, I'm still reading.
0: I'm fascinated by it. Josh, You're why are you reading one. this?
2: I just too many fucking books.
0: But this, this is, is so like up right alley. up your alley. This is Brian Wood doing pop, political. Um, re- relevant to the now culture stories. I, I totally don't want to read that now. I just going to say, Connor, you might want to word it differently. <laughs> Josh, Josh, in mid-ten years, film. you can revisit this book, and you'll enjoy it quite a bit. That's fine. Josh, it's a very
1: Vertigo-esque yes. book by Brian Wood that I think you would enjoy. I'm making a, I'm making a gesture with my hand and mouth right now.
2: <laughs> it's um, uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I think you could see Elvis doing it.
0: It's, um... <laughs> It's, it's it's about a, a white supremacist uh, clan in the upstate New York. I don't want to read it. You, you you really do. It's um,
1: clan with a C. Clan with a C. Yeah.
0: Oh, that makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last issue, there was a there was a big dramatic event that happened—a shootout. People died. And people were exposed. And because the main th- thrust of the story is that the patriarch of the family is, is in prison now, and his wife is trying struggling to take over the family. And uh, in this issue, it was kind of. It's just kind of a small issue in which we just see them going about their daily lives. You see them, the wife p- putting up fence posts, but mostly you see the oldest son deciding he's going to uh, buy out his partner. So he, he's the bookkeeper of the family. He's been uh, laundering money through the local hardware store, Hill's Son Home Value, and he decided, I'm just going to buy out my partner and take over the store, and the guy doesn't want to sell, and there's a, there's a bit of a negotiation process that happens, and it sounds boring, but it's not. Uh, because yeah, you really – <laughs> so these two guys
2: fax back and forth, right?
0: Uh, well, there, there's a dead animal. There's some guns. There's all kinds of things that happen. Uh, they they right. get the process uh, closed. But I love this book. I don't know how long it's going. I, I thought I thought I read it was only going to be six issues. That doesn't, seem pro- that doesn't seem possible considering this is the fourth issue. But uh, Well, this is the first issue of the second R. Right. So I don't see how that could possibly be only six issues. But, um, yeah. I hope this is an ongoing because, and I know that they've already optioned this to AMC as a series, and we'll make it a fantastic series if it, if they actually make it. This is slowly becoming one of my favorite books in the, out right now. It, it touches that Brian Wood thing that's been missing for a while. He's done great work with the Black Road and and some more historical-based stuff lately, but this is this feels like that that DMZ uh, Brian Wood that you know the Channel Zero Brian Wood, the, the, the one that he's commenting on society now and uh, not many people do it better than him in terms of the the political uh, angle
1: I I, I I don't mean politics
0: like politicians but I mean sort of the politics of people
1: no, like an, an uncomfortable topic. Yes. You know, like I, I think, you know, taking – and especially having – this book isn't about other people reacting to this family. It's about this family. Yeah. And there's little little to nothing that I can relate to with these people, but I definitely find it intriguing and and fascinating. And uh, the artist, Mac Chater, it's I've never really heard good, of. Yeah. Whatever. Really, really good. Yeah. I mean like – and, and like, this, like Michael this Lark, really, Lark a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And this really oh, is – Oh,
0: yeah?
1: A, That's all right. <laughs> Yeah. This, really, this really does feel a lot like a you know,
0: mid-2000s Vertigo book. It does. That was an old, old I handboy joke. But yes. <laughs> yeah. <A> really old. <laughs> uh, it does feel like that. My favorite panel run was so the, the brother's at the gym and he's got a giant white power tattoo on his back. And there's one panel with him walking through the locker room in a towel. And you see the other people in the locker room reacting to his tattoo. And it's just sort of yep. a throwaway throwaway panel. This book's fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah. It's from Dark Horse. If, if you're not reading it and you liked Brian Wood's uh, other stuff, check it out for sure.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really it's really intriguing. It's very uh, I like it.
0: So, hopefully should, it sticks around. You should also check out Geek Fuel. Absolutely. Geek Fuel uh, ships out a mystery box for geeks and gamers every single month and inside that box you get at least $50 worth of value. It only costs you $15 shipping and handling. Every box has an exclusive t-shirt, a full downloadable game for a total of 527 geeky items. Special listeners at I Fanboy Get a bonus variant of my Suicide Squad number One. It's a black and white variant, and there's gonna be a picture of it on the website. You can check it out there. So anyone who goes to geekfuel.com slash iFanboy and signs up, you'll be entered to win the Suicide Squad variant cover. That's exciting. It's cool stuff. Yeah. Who doesn't like getting cool stuff in the mail? I do.
1: So uh GeekFuel is there there are good people doing putting some cool stuff in there for you. So uh yeah. You know, like so. Elvis. <laughs> 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 All right, so thank you, GeekFuel.com, for uh, for sponsoring this episode. Moonshine Number Two, uh, the Prohibition Era Werewolf Comedy Keep by, Brian Azz- by Brian by Brian Azarello and Eduardo Riso. <laughs> uh, did he- are either of you guys sticking yes. with it for the? I like it. The- it. I I, li- it. I, li- I love. I love this. This is great. Like I don't, Again, I don't care.
0: I don't care that there's a werewolf. I do not care. Yeah.
1: This was better than the first issue, which didn't go far enough to
2: tell me what I was reading.
0: Yeah. See, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with what you said about Reborn either. What what in this issue tells you what you didn't get in the first issue? It's exactly the same. Connor, I don't give a good goddamn what you agree <laughs> with. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like I didn't
2: have a, an idea about what the book was at the end of the first issue of either of those.
0: It's the if same that, as this oh, book. It's a guy trying to get this book as a werewolf. Yeah, I I get it. This gives you no new information. I'm just trying to figure out what you what, what you think that this book gave you that the other issue didn't give you.
2: Not information. It's what the book is going to read like, what it's going to feel like, what kind of story
0: it is. Not necessarily what the plot is. Uh, I don't know. But I, listen, you're a special flower. You get to have your own feelings.
2: I, I read it. I, thought I liked <laughs> it better than the first issue. I don't <laughs> like werewolves at all, though.
1: It, I mean, it's, but it's funny because I'm reading this book and, like, yes, there's a werewolf in it, but it doesn't feel like there's a werewolf in it. <laughs> really? Because I saw a werewolf.
0: He that guy's head. By the
2: way, is the is maybe the one thing that Eduardo Riso's not that good at drawing? Wow, like I just like it wasn't horrible, but compared to everything else he does, I was like, that's kind of a kind of a whack ass werewolf. Right. It wasn't a. It's not a great werewolf.
0: I think this is like vintage Azzarello and Riso Yeah. I thought it looked fantastic. I love the I love the layouts. That's really interesting panel compositions. Yeah. And these ca- the yeah. main characters fun.
1: I mean it's it's funny because like I, I like I like the story. I mean and part of it is, I think part of it is tapping into my missing um Boardwalk Empire. Uh, there's a, there's but, definitely some of that there, which I, which is which is valid, but the thing is, is that like honestly, I could I mean Azzarello is great and I'm not saying I I advocate in this, but like I could just not read it and look at the Riso art and be completely satisfied cuz it's just like Eduardo Riso is just so damn good. And that but there's my trepidation though because
2: for me Azarello not on like a Jonathan Hickman like loses me every time. Yeah. Every time. And it's not that it's bad, it's just that I lose interest. Right. Which I It's, it's not objectively bad, it subjectively ends up not being my thing. So I'm always like, all right, I'm going to wait into this, and then in four months I'm going to go, I don't want to keep reading this.
0: Yeah. Ron, if Boardwalk Empire had, had a werewolf in it, it might still be on the air. That is a, that's a very good point.
1: Or time travel now. You know,
0: <laughs> can we say for sure there wasn't a werewolf in Boardwalk Empire?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> There's some hairy men on that show. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, whenever that guy shows up in anything.
0: <laughs> well, enough of the
1: Enough of these indie books. Let's get back to the mainstream. Uh, they're back on the Thanos strain. Thanos number one. Jeff Lemire, Mike Diadato, the big release for Marvel this week. I was, I. I one of the things from <laughs> Hickman's run. From Hickman's from Hickman's run on Avengers, one of the things I liked was those new characters that he introduced around Thanos, including Corvus Glaive. And and then this issue, they kill him. So I was like, ah, uh, well, that's a character I liked. They didn't have to kill him. <laughs> have you seen him since? No. Well, there you go. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, no, so basically Th- Thanos is back, and he's actually you know what this reminded me a lot of, and maybe just because of we've seen him you know bathe ourselves in Boardwalk Empire and Goodfellas and things like that. But this reminded me a lot of when the the boss gets out of jail and wants his territory back, like and, uh, which, like, like which boss? In any story, like a mob boss, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like Gabriel? in any in, in any story, like basically so Thanos has been gone, like he's Billy been Bats? Like Billy Bats. So Billy Bats just he did his time and he just wants what's coming to him. He
0: wants <laughs> <Do> just... <laughs> what's right. He just wants, to, wants what's right.
1: What's right is what's right. Just do what's right. Um do what's so right, yeah, Henry. so Th- Thanos has been captured and he's now he's now back into the wild because of the events that are going on in Civil War, and he shows up on an old planet that was his that Corvus Glaive is, is ruling, and he kills Corvus Glaive and takes it over, and he's slowly building up his power empire. So that that's the, the gist of this. Uh, it was all right.
0: Hmm.
2: So <laughs> it's it's like a, it's the like the uh, Mike Diodato, Frank Martin and Clayton Cowles. that's like, oh, that's the uh, that's the Marvel like yeah minus, the,
1: yeah, <laughs> oh jeez,
2: well, no, like they'll put him on a big book, but like no, nobody's getting excited about it,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: like it's good. It's a fun, but it's not like boutique stuff. it's it's like these are the guys who will get it done at a very high level, you know, but it's not Frank whiteley right. If that makes sense.
1: God, oh, could you imagine quietly on this book? Oh, that be. You can amazing. imagine quietly on any book. Any book. Uh, what about on the on the on the werewolf book? He'd be great. He'd be great. Be so mad.
0: He oh. would draw a great werewolf. It would take him four years for all the hair. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh man, Jessica Jones number two. I am very conflicted about this book. Okay, so
1: so did you not like this issue?
0: No, because I I'm because, conflicted, Ron. I have feelings on right. both sides of the coin. On the one hand. I did like the issue. On the other hand, I don't like what they're doing to Jessica and Luke. On, but on the third hand, I guess it feels appropriate because, in this, in, at least in this world, Jessica always fucks everything up. Right. But it also doesn't really jibe with what they're doing in the other – Marvel
1: well, that that was that was my big complaint about it when on issue one. But I liked issue two a lot more. Specifically, the conversation between Jessica and Luke in the beginning, which then has Luke smashing the the uh, the car door into the sidewalk, saying, "Everyone told me, <laughs> like that." I was like, "Oh wow, that, that that shit got real."
0: It just like it just it just it feels like this is appropriate for the Alias book that they wrote, but not for the ten years of comics that came after. Right, that was my problem with the first issue. And so this is my problem with the second issue.
2: That's valid. Yeah. I think that's valid. But also,
0: you know, the guy who created her. I get it. And he wrote all those comics, those 10 years of comics. So I don't know what to think. I right. liked her fighting Hopefully. the spot. That was funny. Yeah. The, the, I love the spot, period. It's a great character.
1: Might be one of Mark Wade's best. I didn't read it. Okay. okay. But
2: now that I'm thinking about it, because I remember being not sure about the other one. But now that I think about it, I kind of want to read it again. But I know that I'm going to come out of it in exactly the same way.
1: Well, I'd be sure curious. I'd be curious to see what your take on it is, Josh, because well, I feels I feel as if when it's good, you're more forgiving of the things that me and Connor tend to nitpick on.
2: Which is what I think would happen when we talked about it last time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like but, if you just look at it for what
2: it is. But you know, you're right. Like I was, I remember being mad that I don't know they got a kid and he's she's hitting he's hitting, she's hitting the daughter, and I was just like, no, oh, you don't
1: do that.
0: Right. right, that's what but it just I'm doesn't sure make this sense reason. to
2: me. Yeah. Well,
1: they have they not explained it yet,
2: or did they explain no, it, it was stupid? No.
1: It and she's so been they, in jail. She says she's been in jail. Like, what is that? Like, yeah, it's it's very much the throw you into a story that you don't know what's going on, which is
0: fine. Uh, I just don't like yeah. what's happening. It, it just doesn't. I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem with well, that. Well, the
1: question really
2: is, do you still trust Bendis in that instance? Because there's people who you trust to do that, and we definitely used to, but I don't know if we still do. Right.
0: So Ron, in that panel where we see. I really like the page where she's going back to the office and she's imagining all the stuff that could be behind her door one of them is the cops yep. one of them is the Avengers and the third panel is all the characters from the Netflix shows yep. um, is that Wolverine back there? I think it is old man Wolverine old man Logan How, what, what is he doing there? <laughs> I don't know. He's yeah. not, he doesn't have a Netflix show
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it. I think it, I think it was that. That's supposed to be like it's the you know it's the the authorities. Then it's all the superheroes. Then it's all like the street level underground oh, ones. Spider Woman
0: too. Oh, yeah. Back.
1: So I guess under I guess Old Man Logan's in there. That's your um, buddy.
0: For yeah. some reason I thought it could be Misty Knight instead of Spider Woman. Never mind. My whole theory is blown. Oh,
1: I thought it was Misty Knight instead of Wolverine. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> Infamous Iron Man too. Let's keep on this Bendis train. I liked this yep. issue. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Like, although I found I, myself I reading,
1: I, I found myself reading it, going,
0: "Why is Ben Grimm being a jerk?" Yes, a little
1: but bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but
2: because it's Doctor Doom. But he didn't even right, knock over thinking, those
0: vases.
1: Those knocking over those vases at the Latvian embassy was uncalled for, and and not like he of all people should understand that the people of Latvia do not equal Doom. He's really mad about something.
2: <laughs> you got to think this is a guy who's been frustrated for like fifty years, 50 Five years, like he's he's. He's had it. He's had it up to here. And now everything's changed on him? No, I'm not taking it anymore. I made a rock, I'm strong, and I'm letting it out.
0: Right. I liked it. I don't know.
2: I I, I, it it's Yeah, it's just weird enough.
1: Yeah, I liked it. It's good. I liked it, yeah. I, 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 this is... I, I, Josh, you hit the nail on the head. It's just weird enough. I like it.
2: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's the extent of our really
0: like, our, our astute reviews. I liked this it. Just weird enough, just like Elvis. Good.
1: That's, that's
0: <laughs> you great. know. You know, that's, just like Elvis.
1: That's true. So
0: Josh, did I gotta
1: ask you, did you read any comics this week? I did. I read a, I read a bunch.
2: Okay, but I, like, I, I didn't have a bunch that I, I felt the need to like say a whole lot about. You, but, 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 I, we, have, but, we have a list. But there is one. Yeah. I did read G.I. Joe Revolution number
0: one. <laughs> okay, and? It's pretty weird. <laughs> did you guys both read it? No. No. Really? What, is, what is the premise? Oh. I. I... I Well, I think I'm chasing. I'm done chasing the GI Joe dragon for a while. Like I tried to chase the original Marvel dragon, and then I tried to chase the Cobra dragon from that great series from ten years ago, and I can't chase it. This is the point
2: where okay, this is written by Aubrey Sitterson, and you have to recognize where he's coming from, um, which is he's big. He's a big. uh, He sort of is to wrestling what we are to comics in that sense. What like he mean? has that kind of like he loves the wrestling. Okay, sure. Um, and so he's gonna have that aesthetic a little bit if that helps with GI Joe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
2: So this is in the aftermath of some sort of GI Joe versus Transformers thing, oh. which for me big red flag. Right. Um, but I thought no, I'm gonna fight through this, and like so there's like a small team left. There Who's left? is uh, Rock and Roll Roadblock, Lady J, some other red shirt Joes. But there's a thing going on where there's there's like I'm not exactly sure, but some sort of transformer related Cylon kind of thing. So they're mm. taking over some of the Joes. And so none of this little band of Joes knows who's real and who's not. And it ends with, and it like it makes rock and roll go crazy, basically, and he shoots the hell out of somebody who who is a Joe that you know and kills him and finds out he was not a robot. Uh, plant. It's just that the other Joe thought that rock and roll was too. So both of their paranoia, and and rock and roll came out on top as having killed him. And then he was like, he
0: wasn't even a robot. He was very mad. So this was, a was... this was a named Joe. This was a Joe I might yeah. have in a box yeah. somewhere. Oh yeah, it was, it it was a
2: baby. No was... quick kick was in it though. Quick kick was in it. Interesting. Was it Jinx? Yeah, no, yeah.
0: Quick kick was in it. Was it Jinx? No, 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 no. no. This is Doc? this
2: is more. This is more roots level. Was it uh,
0: was it was it, Grunt? Snake Eyes? Did he kill Snake Eyes? No, nope, Snake Eyes wasn't in Stealer? it. Steeler?
2: No. Do you want me to just tell you? Stalker. Because...
0: No, I want to keep Nathan just randomly okay. naming I
2: think it's second wave. I don't think it's first wave. Uh... Flint. So on the it's, cover, it's Flint, isn't it? Oh my is, god. Is, it's, Flint. Uh, it's
0: Flint. Is, is it Flint? Flint? Is it Flint? It's
2: not Flint. There's so uh, Scarlet It's, is not, cu- the it's not
1: Cutter, is it?
2: <laughs> no. But, but while Bill's in this issue, Wait minute. is it a shipwreck this issue? Oh, I
0: was going to say shipwreck.
2: Is it's, it Elvis? It's just like Elvis.
0: Is it Sergeant Slaughter? Is it? Is it Big Lob? Is it Falcon?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just figured out what the game is.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm is actually it? not sure
2: what area. Is era it this Rambo? Is. I'm gonna go ahead and just tell you now.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Hold on, hold on. I don't hold think on. you're gonna get it. It's it's a barbecue, is it a barbecue? Is barbecue? Is it sound wave? Oh,
2: that's, that's a, transformer. a transformer. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not laser beak either. Oh, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Like, is it? Um. Is it? Uh. uh, Shoot. <laughs> who's? Who's the Indian? No. Um, oh, spirit. Spirit. Was a spirit. Spirit. Is it spirit? It's not. It's a Joe.
2: It's a Roots Joe. Spears of Roots a Joe. A Roots is it Barbecue? Joe. We did ask that already. Wait,
0: is it, is, it a, is it an animated series like Roots? I
2: can't. I don't remember. It's like middle... Sci-Fi? No, I think you're too late there. No, Sci-Fi was early. No, Sci-Fi was late. So I thought it was mainframe, but then I just looked again. It's not <gasps> mainframe. I it's love a character you. who I would get mixed up with mainframe. Is it Dr. Marlwender? Oh, was it Short Fuse? That, again, rat. that's from another movie. What about Crankcase? No, you're just looking at a list now. I can tell.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm dial a, I'm that, dial tone, dial tone.
2: I love Dial tone's backpack, by the way. D-
1: dial tone is great. I love <laughs> was it, was it's it? not Dial tone. Who was
2: it? It's Grand Slam.
1: I don't Rocket Roll
2: Grand killed Slam. Grand Slam. I don't even know who Grand Slam is. He's just sort of a mid-level, but he's a real, like he wasn't just somebody who's uh, dreamed up for the cartoon.
1: Oh, I remember this dude. Yeah. Oh, man, man. he's the
2: one with the jetpack. Is that a jetpack? I don't know. He looks all lasery. That's the he's best. Got j- he's me. got a
0: jetpack. Oh, he's an so too. He's can... an old school. He's original. He's
1: old school. He's first wave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: So basically, if you can not have to have that other kind, you know that, that kind that was like the the GI Joe Cobra kind of thing, and he's not trying to do. It's almost like a cartoon, but with killing.
0: Is 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 this canon?
2: Uh, I mean, well, is it? What isn't canon these days? Yeah, Connor? at this point, they've rebooted enough. To, I don't know, but it, it is for what it is now.
0: You know, well, what, what do you
1: think? The, what do you think the, the Hasbro GI Joe canon looks like these days? That binder is just
0: like. I have a better question for you. What percentage of the listenership dropped off during that segment? <laughs> Forty-five. Oh, another
2: character. I think another character oh, one of the character I don't want to give it away, but one of the characters is revealed to actually have been a plant and they and they kill him. So we don't know where the real version of that character is.
0: Uh Grand Slam, he's got a double first name name. He's James Barney. Yeah, that'll happen from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, and he's he has the rank of E five. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well he did. Nice. I'm sorry, he's dead. I, I, I
2: enjoyed it. I, at first I was like, Oh, I, I don't think I'm gonna like this, and then I because I wanted to. Then by the end I was like, This is just wacky, I'm having fun with it, it's cool. Good as it
1: should be. Yep. All, right. All right, so those are the comics we enjoyed uh this week. Uh but but every week we asked the uh iFanboy patrons, the loyal supporters of iFanboy to vote and pick a pick a book they want us to talk about. And this week's pick from the patrons was Ether number one, written by Matt Kent with art by David Rubin, who did everything. The this was the far away books.
0: pick. This was like double the closest yeah. uh yep. closest companion.
1: so so, first issue of a new series from Dark Horse, uh, Matt Kent is known to be a little out there, and uh, this continues that trend, I thought.
0: <laughs> I was about halfway through this, and I realized, I don't think I've ever actually liked a Matt Kent book. I, I realized that when I saw his name on the front. I like <laughs> I like his, like...
2: I like the early stuff. I like his... <laughs> like Elvis what? Well, Of course you You know, say you, that. know like you know like Elvis <laughs> I, That's not wrong though seriously Sun? I mean You like my kid sun sessions I don't You're not kidding Blue Moon of Kentucky keep um, on shining
0: I, Um there's a lot of imagination here I like a lot of the page layouts you know I always like a little little uh, focus on the, what the guys carrying you know the little uh, mm-hmm. those panels but I didn't really connect with this so much I didn't I didn't dislike it but at the end of Here's it I, was just what, like, I mean okay. I, I think I'm right with you I actually thought it was
2: really good. I thought, like, there's a whole lot going on here. And I was, you know, I was talking earlier about, like, this is what comic books are for. I thought, this is awesome for a comic book, that this is, like, great for it. I thought it was really well done. Don't love the coloring so much. But other than that, I I liked that, like, the characters were completely fleshed out and they were interesting and unique and all sorts of things. And it's not for me.
1: Well yeah, I mean that, that, and that and that's the thing, is that it, it like completely just drops you into this world with the assumption that you know who this character is and so I don't and I think
0: don't, they, they refer to things that happened in the past a lot to that make you right. feel like you something. I don't I mean I, don't. I think that's been a criticism that's been made in the show a lot, but I don't think that's a problem. Oh I do not think it was bad. I don't either. think it's a problem either. No, I like that they did that.
1: Okay. Um I don't know, I I, I like this. I mean it, it was it was weird, it was out there. I always fall back whenever I want to describe it as like Peter milligan e, but this is Peter Milligan-y, I thought. Um, and you know I like that the, David Rubin does the whole package of the art and all that sort of stuff um, so I enjoyed it I don't know if I have any desire to continue reading it
0: yes I, I think yeah. I agree with what, how Josh categorized it in that I thought yeah. it was good like craft yeah. love, the craft level was great the imagination was interesting the, everything about it was I read it and I was interested in it but by the end of it I was like I don't really need to read yeah. more
2: yeah, no, like, I, like, it's not even, a, I'm not even putting a qualification on it. Like, it was genuinely good. Yeah. It was really well done. And right. if this is your kind of thing, you're going to be super happy, but it's not my kind of thing, basically.
1: All right, so that said ratings. Ratings. Four. Connor gives it a four. I would go with that. I'm going to go with that four. as well. Yep. Uh, Connor, are you sticking with it? No. Josh.
0: No. Me, no. <laughs> wow. Uh, have we ever had that complete, complete uh, convergence on all of our ratings? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think know. DC Rebirth uh,
1: Cyborg number one. Uh, number one. We all
0: agreed on. No, I have no idea.
1: All right. So uh, <laughs> thank you to the patrons for voting, and we want to thank all of our patrons for supporting iFanboy. Um, every week, we we pick out a handful of patrons and we uh, bestow them, the worthy, the few, a, uh, a superpower. Whether it's useless or
0: pointless, it's up to you to decide. So this week we've got a we got another handful. And Connor, you're going to lead us off. We want to thank Ryan Brown and Ryan Brown's power could be financially lucrative for him. Huh. You know how like the Taskmaster can watch anybody fight and he can immediately copy their fighting style perfectly? Okay. Uh, Ryan Brown can copy anyone's dance moves. Wow. All right. So that's useful. It's very that useful. Very he can easy. have a very unless, nice career, but it's just not doesn't do much in a fight against Magneto. Unless you're at one of those weddings
2: where there's just nobody
0: can dance. Right. Right. So Wait, he can, can he
1: well, can he store he, them? Yeah, does he retain them? Like, them. oh, that's cool. So he he's the life of the party at the wedding.
0: Totally. It's just that when yeah. Magneto attacks the mansion, he's he's not much help. Yep. Right. He can dance them. I was he can, thinking he could, that he wouldn't be able to get jobs as a choreographer because he's not original. That's, that's true. He can't. Well, he can't yeah. He can't come up with a dance moves. He can just do can he, it.
1: No, but then he's got, a, he's got a library of once he's amassed enough dance moves, he can then do choreography using the dance moves he knows. Well, he's,
2: only if he's not, bla- only he's, he's he's not blazing enough. any trail. That's No, all. he's Michael yeah. Kamen at that point. Nobody's going to yeah. hire him. For if his... he's
0: creative enough, to, I mean, some people can do the thing. They can't come up with the thing. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah.
2: I feel like he's more like a dancer for hire kind of guy. Like, oh, right. you always want to hire that guy for your music video. He's, he's,
0: yeah, just... yeah. he's the guy okay. who comes into the small town with a duster on, so he's the dancer for hire. Right. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> okay um we, we also want to thank patrick Molman for supporting uh, I fanboy and uh patrick uh has the, the amazing ability to travel through time all he has to do is think about what time period where he wants to go and he just goes right there but he can only go for three minutes at a time and then he comes back it's just enough time to not be able to do anything that's that's
0: that's still that's a historical trip. That's, a, that's a long time. 3 minutes. Yeah.
1: 3 minutes yeah you realize I mean he's got a little stopwatch and he goes he, it's kind of like about time in that movie where he bl- he thinks about it and he blinks and he goes back but then the timer's going and, and as 3 minutes to the second he's I'm back I'm going to tell the you
2: something time. I think you just gave away a premise
1: <laughs> yeah, because like that's almost not for, shitty enough.
0: Three <laughs> minutes is too long. He could travel back to Fort's Theater and take a booth in three minutes, no problem. And could catch he? Part no, of but, the show. but
1: but I didn't say that he he can specify where he goes. So like, he goes wait, back wait. to eighteen sixty-five. He might pop up in Baltimore. He said he thinks about it. He
2: said he thinks about, 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 where, about
0: it. His, where he's going.
1: So so right, geographically, yeah. he's got no control over it. How's he not end up in the middle
2: of the ocean?
0: Well, I, well, that's odds are he would end up in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got to tread his water for three minutes, is what you're saying? Yeah, he's yeah,
1: he can't die <laughs> until the sharks come. <laughs> Alright, so that's Patrick And his limited time travel Matt He's got the sense of smell of a dog hmm. So he's just got a really good sense of smell
2: Yeah, he's got his, his brain Is way more to smell Than humans, it's just like a dog And it, he freaks out all the time <laughs> <laughs> Alright How do you guys not smell that?
1: Fair Interesting. I think
0: it would be a problem He's not living in New York City, I can tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Also, well, do, do dogs just get used to the smelling when they live in cities, then?
2: Mine didn't. That's a good question. I'm always distracted by something. The yeah. fall is a problem, too. Because <laughs> it's all the leaves and there's shit under them. Oh. Literally shit.
0: Okay, last all last right, power. So John O'Neill, uh, sim- sort of similar to Josh's in the, in the animal vein. John O'Neill can talk to birds. In bird speak or in English? He just so understands guys- them. They understand him. The okay. Th- the problem is, like know, a Wookiee and Han. Yeah, but the thing is, like he can't control them. He can just talk to them. So oh, not- sure.
1: No, I understand that. Yeah, no, but he's not there with. He's not there singing. He's talking like we do, but the birds understand him. Right.
0: Exactly. Like Star okay. Wars. But-, okay.
1: but but he's like birds are idiots. <laughs> or
0: he's like, man, those birds, they know where it's at. But it's not like he can make him go spy for him any more than you can make a human being go spy for you.
1: Well, forever, if, he could, like. if he could, yeah, if he could talk a bird into doing it, if, sure. he, if he cultivates a relationship, then, yeah. and Maybe
0: after after a while, he's, he's best friends with, say, a parakeet, he can get the parakeet to do something, but,
1: uh, He
2: who controls the seed. <laughs> you know
0: what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so thank you, Ryan, Patrick,
1: Matt, and John, for supporting iFanboy, and if you want to get on the action, if you want to vote for a book for us to, to talk about on the show, or if you want a dumb superpower, go to patreon.com slash iFanboy. Uh, there you can sign up for as little as a dollar a month, uh, to help support iFanboy directly, and we thank everyone for their support. But that is not the only way you can support iFanboy, Josh. Heck no. You can, uh, like Elvis, go over to iFanboy.com
2: slash support. <laughs> and there you can go shop. You know if Elvis had an Amazon account?
1: <laughs> like, it would be absurd. Oh, God, it would be amazing.
2: Wouldn't it be great to, like, walk in on Elvis when he's on Amazon and you want anything? And you're like, yeah, can you get me one of those? But if he did it, I would definitely use the link on our uh, support page, because I think that would really work out for us. But we also think that, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, encroaching at the outer edges of your lives as the election drops behind us uh, is the holiday season so we would like to remind you and 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 humbly request that uh, when you're doing your Amazon shopping on the holidays make sure to use the iFanboy link uh, because that is a big deal for us uh, and we, we're very appreciative of it and you, it, it also it doesn't cost you a damn thing all you got to do is not use one from one of those other podcasts and I just want to say who got here first <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean let's be honest
2: still here
0: <laughs> I know that so, neither, neither one of you guys watch TV, but for the advertisers about a week ago, it was Unleash the Hounds of advertising. Oh, like, was it? They were like mm-hmm. tapping at the edges in the beginning of November. And then last week, it was just sort of like now everything is, all it, is uh, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, for a little while, I would get it a little
2: through Hulu. But I paid the 4 bucks extra, because now I didn't get those ads.
0: Also, right there
2: uh, is is a direct donation link uh, to PayPal. If you just don't want to deal with any of those other things and you'd like to help the show out directly, um, then you can can do that there, too, as well. And, of course, we thank everybody
1: who does that. It really does keep us going, and we appreciate it. Yes, Uh, indeed. All right. So speaking of Amazon shopping, it leads to our first email. Uh, Connor, why don't you read it? Because I think it's right up your alley.
0: Fielding from Michigan writes and says, I'm not a patron, but I do order a lot of stuff with your Amazon link. I just got a house and often buy tools and light bulbs, the expensive ones and stuff for my kids. I he bought a house with his link. That's right. I, would have noticed <laughs> I like that he buys, he buys light bulbs, the
1: expensive ones. Nice.
0: LEDs, probably. <laughs> I would, I've, been thinking about this, out, I've been thinking about this since 2009. My father gave me an antique cabinet with a glass door I used it to display both my comics and I'm, I'm reading and some of my complete runs that I like a lot. My question is this. How do you order your comics on a shelf compared to in a box, because until I got this cabinet, I only had them in short boxes. Uh, Number one, first front to back, but on a shelf. It's reversed. Then how do you organize them alphabetical, chronological, autobiographical? Do you mix publishers? Thank you, and please hurry. I'm sitting on the floor surrounded by slippery stacks of comics and a 10-month-old that just found out he can crawl. Run! (laughs) I've never even heard of anyone putting their comics on a shelf like that. That's pretty cool. I mean, it sounds like he's got a pretty cool glass case. Um, I'm not saying it's not cool. I just don't even, I wouldn't (laughs) even know where to begin.
2: Are you standing him vertically? Because that's a problem with comics. Yeah, It
0: sounds like he is.
1: I don't even know I, I, how that works. Well, I feel I feel like you got to ignore what it is—comics versus books—and just as, as trades or whatever—is that the the organization on a shelf is different than in a box.
0: But how do you even know what you're looking at? You're just seeing a bunch of, yeah. you know, like uh, backing boards and, and the sides of backing boards. Right. I tell you something. If they're not boarded, I'm stacking them. I'm
2: not like i like like flat. Right. But okay. Not vertically, because comics are unwieldy. Yeah. Like okay. That. Yeah.
1: But also, I wonder. wonder What's
2: he talking in, about when he says organized comics?
1: I, yeah, I wonder if they're. I wonder if they're in like the, he might have those little like those things they sell at IKEA where you put magazines in, you right. know, like kind of keep them up, or or he might have had them bound, you know, like the the whole bookbinding. I've process heard of people doing comic. it with
0: bound books on shelves, but not yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's just pretend we're in the situation. So we have to organize okay. books on a shelf. How are you going to do yeah. it? Alphabetical, chronological, autobiographical.
1: I my bookshelves when I had bookshelves when I had. <laughs> When I had access to my books, uh, <laughs> they were I did them alphabetical by title, publishers all
0: mixed in. Yes, that's how I did my trades yep. before I got rid of my shelves. In just. order. Yeah, exactly. And there were, there
2: were always exceptions to that because some things just didn't fit that right way. So if something was like Avengers colon whatever, or even if it didn't have that Avengers
1: colon, then sometimes I'd put them with that anyway because that would be easier to find it. Right, the, the character grouping or whatever. Yeah. I did. I did separate hardcover. Well, no, no, I didn't. I for a while I separated hardcovers and, and paperbacks, but then I mixed them all back in together. I so. feel like that's a better system.
0: Yeah. I did purely for space reasons because the the shelves that were too small for hardbacks. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, I think you got to do straight alphabetical. It's just easier to find stuff that way. Agreed.
1: Chronological.
0: I can't even imagine the the headache that is to if you got some old stuff.
2: By title, though, not by author. Yeah. By title.
0: Yeah, not by author. Not by author. Yeah, never by author.
2: Yeah, right. that, would, that
1: would break up your runs. Okay, yeah, yeah it doesn't work. Just, yeah. just working it out. All go. right. Our next email comes from John from Brooklyn who asks Which comics help you get out of bed in the morning? I'm losing endurance, running on fumes on the Fury Road, chased by Gastown and Bulletown. Ron said the Bart Allen death issue made him want to stand up and do something. I have no memory of that. <laughs> uh, what what, do al- what else? What Elvis. <laughs> what else? Mark Miller's been great since he quit the Sex Pistols and joined the Clash Stop snarking about what he was against and start fighting for what he's for. What helps you fight for what you're for? And then Ron any recent hardcore band recommendations? Everything I listen to is old or by bands I've liked for decades thinking apocalyptic thoughts for more hours than I want to count. Thanks for your hard work. Entertainment helps. Is this is this um, email in code? It got dark <laughs> It got dark. It definitely got dark And after a little while I was like I don't
2: know why he's talking like this and then he said he was talking about hardcore and I was like oh that's why he's talking about this <laughs> Like that became incredibly clear, and I'm not <laughs> making fun of you. No, um, but, I, but I am I, a little making fun of Ron Moore.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. But I think I think. But the the important thing coming out of this is that we live in discouraging times, and he's right. Entertainment does help, and 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 having escapism or having you know places to turn for that. I don't remember when Bart Allen died, but something that makes you you know feel charged is important. That said, I, I don't have anything to recommend right now. Um, comics <laughs> guess, wise, it,
2: yeah, it's really like. Comics are totally not that thing for me right now. Yeah. It would have been at a time. I think, I mean, you're, you're, that Clash Sex Pistols metaphor, by the way. Yep.
0: Bravo. It took me. Right. A minute. Wow. Uh, yeah. Right.
2: Think about I it. Mean, that <laughs> was good. Yep. <laughs> I go so that got me up. That right there would get me going a little bit. So
0: Josh is a good metaphor, is what gets him out of bed. Well, you know me.
2: <laughs> Do either of you think that that's not the case? Like, oh, yeah, he was going on that metaphor for four days. I mean, he was, he was. it's good.
1: And the thing, is, the thing is, I desperately want a comic to get me excited about life again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love that feeling, that charged feeling, and all that sort of stuff. It just, it, it's, it's. I mean, if anything, I mean, maybe read March because it's, it's, it's timely. And, and do you think
0: and, there are too like, many comics? And that yes. since we read so many, none of them really stand out in that way.
2: I, th- I think it's further than that. I think that we're, you know, we're guys who've been in the music industry for however long.
0: That too. I, I, yeah. I can think of I, anything, I anything comics-wise that makes me go. Yeah.
2: Well that yeah. and we we have we have deconstructed them as objects for so long that it's difficult to be taken away by them. I mean l- literally to the point of we've met most of the people who are making them. Right. And so even like, that's a factor. So like they don't necessarily have that same magic, you know, that I'm I'm using I'm using music for that right now. That's what I do or like classic cinema. That's what I do for it. Like I'm too deep into comics to to be able to look at it the same way unfortunately.
1: Right. But I want to. I want to keep my mind open for when that can happen. You know, that's why I'm still reading them. That's why I'm still looking for them. You know, so. But but you know.
0: I also want to. I want to clarify. We're not saying we don't enjoy them. We like comics. It's just no, harder. it's, not, it's not harder a, to be inspired it, by them than than it was ten years ago.
2: It's. Yeah. A, but at the same time, like when Steve Dillon passed, I mean, like I, I keep thinking I I've never stopped thinking about Breacher at all. And like if yeah. you've ever asked me, I'm as excited about it now as I was. I think I read it a year ago again. You know, that's still get like if I was to start reading that now. You know, everybody around would be like, "Please stop talking about it because it's that good." Like anytime, it's funny because anytime recently somebody asked me about the Preacher TV show, they're like, "You watch it?" I'm like, "No," but yeah, listen, not- like, and like, and then they have to listen to me go on about it. That still gets me me jazzed the way. This they, is what you do you know, with like play dates and stuff. <laughs> I get a little part of me just goes, "All right,
1: I'm going to tell you some things you don't have to be interested, but I have to get through this." <laughs> All right. And uh,
0: late eights, by the way.
1: Finally, John, to answer your question, uh, check out Vanishing Life. I saw them the other night. They're really good. Um, And I'm seeing Iron Sheik this weekend. great. And I can't help. What? I listened to that Vanishing Life album. It was awesome. It's good, right? Yeah. yeah. Really good.
2: Like, instantly, I was there because it sounded like the kind of music I wanted. But then there was also Walt's voice, which was oddly enough, it was sort of antithetical to it because I I associate his voice with that later stuff that is a little less.
1: yeah, quicksand and rival. No, sports no, sports. like his solo stuff that was like. Oh, I see, like the more kinksy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like it was nice,
2: and I know who's because I know who's in the band because like a punk supergroup. I was like, that's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, it's no, Van- Vanishing's Life's got Walter from Quicksand and Gorilla Biscuits and Rival Schools, but it's also got two guys from Trail of the Dead, Bad Religion, GWAR, Like it's just this crazy, weird supergroup, and and they were they were really good lives. So the album just came out, so check that out.
0: What percentage uh, of the audience did we lose just then? Was it more or less than G.I. <laughs> Joe? I think more So, <laughs> Alright, so uh, if you've got any questions You can
1: email us at contact.ifanboy Let us know who you are, where you're from, how long you thought about it And keep your head up, John, it's going to be okay
0: Quick plugs, uh, Batman Return of the Cape Crusader Podcast came out last week uh, Me and Ryan Haupt and our special guest Ron Richards talked about the Animated film set in the Batman 66 world and We had a good time doing that, we had a lot of fun watching it So check that out we did. Behind, behind the show on the feed Also, go back a little further You can find the Doctor Strange Podcast In which Ron and Mike Romo who told me afterwards, I thought you were going to be on the show. Um, <laughs> apparently you had made it clear just the two of you. He kept expecting me to show up. <laughs> which he didn't say a
1: word to me about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they talked about Doctor Strange, which I still haven't seen yet, but I'm looking, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing soon.
1: Cool. And we got more podcasts coming soon. Uh, we're going to be doing a book explode, thanks to uh, the patrons who've supported us on Patreon. Uh, we've added a talk explode or a book explode once a month. And last month we had that great talk explode Joss did, which you can still get in the feed, by the way, with Mark Russell from uh, Flintstones. We're going to be doing a book explode. We're going to be talking about The Rattler by uh, Jason McNamara and Greg Hinkle, a graphic novel that came out on Image a few months ago. Uh, but we're big Greg Hinkle fans and i uh, a big Jason McNamara fan. So we're going to we're gonna dive into that book. So you can uh, hear that's going to be coming out at some point this month and then close to the holidays some point probably before christmas you're gonna get our podcast about uh, rogue one a star wars story uh, which i'm sure josh is very excited to do i am <laughs> i am actually too i still have not seen any trailers other than the first one me either yeah, I, I like that. And I'm getting really mad at my friends who are posting pictures of toys and shit. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see it. Right,
0: so. Also, next week for Thanksgiving's episode, we'll start going through the year-end schedule, which is, if you're a new listener, yeah. it's somewhat unusual to the regular schedule. So look That's, for that next week. All right. Also, look for a possibly shorter show next week. We'll we'll see. We'll find out. Oh, well, there there we go. <laughs> That's something you can look forward to, you know, like Elvis. <laughs> Head over to
2: ifanboy.com to comment on this show or the other shows or comment on things, old shows, whatever. You can talk about this week's books. You can talk about what we missed, you, what you, we didn't. You can't
0: comment on old shows, but
2: that's okay. All right, they don't know that. yeah. And, of course, you can find all of our other years of content that we've put up there, which, are, which people are listening through again, like the same way that I was watching The Sopranos again, which is weird. <laughs> There's better ways to spend your time, but... Thank you. Uh, you can also follow us at uh, uh, facebook.com slash iFanboy or at iFanboy on Twitter. And you can follow us individually at JFLanning at Patrick or at ronick. So, although you're not getting a lot out of that right now,
0: so <laughs> there is that. And if you like the show, write a review on iTunes, please. It's better or, better yet, oh, before, before the better yet, just write a review about any show you enjoy, any podcast. As the year winds down, if you can't contribute financially to your favorite show, just take a few seconds to write a review on iTunes. Every, every show you listen to will definitely appreciate that. And better yet, tell your friends. Introduce your friends to podcasts. It's been 10 years now, and uh, some people still, still don't know or listen to podcasts, so tell them, tell them about it. Tell them what you listen to. Tell them what you enjoy, and especially the moms. All the Americans are going to be sitting down next. Instead of arguing about politics, Talk about podcasts at the dinner table next week. That's a good. It's a good way to change the subject. That's a good idea. Yeah. You go, hey. in, the middle, in the middle of the yelling, just say, "Hey, did you guys hey. hear that episode of Fanboy where they couldn't stop talking about Elvis and GI Joe? Yeah, it was terrible.
1: <laughs> just like Elvis would. So. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> That's it for this week's show.
1: Yes, and uh, in the states, have a great, happy Thanksgiving, to everybody in the United States, and uh, hope everybody's well. At the, the the first of the of the the holiday season begins. I can't wait to eat. Until then, I'm Ron.
0: Connor. Just, just not going to eat till then? Nope. Were those Elvis's last words? I can't wait to eat. <laughs> you know, just like me. Shine on the morning, it's gonna blue.
2: Oh,
0: well, the was on, on going